You are listening to Gems for Success. Our aim is to empower you to push to your limits, achieve your goals, and promote growth in your life, businesses, careers, and academics. I'm your host, Yabirago, and I'll be having a heart-to-heart conversation with people from all walks of life who are at the top of your industry to share their knowledge and journey on how they elevated to their capacity and to help others achieve their goals and live their best lives. Hang on tight because we about to drop the gems. Today's quote is an African proverb which says, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. Thank you for tuning in to the fourth episode of Gems for Success. On this episode, I will be chatting with Christine DeConge. She is a Cameroonian Canadian who was raised between three different continents and six um, different countries. And she speaks five different languages, which is quite phenomenal. Um, She's been living in Toronto for the past 10 years, and she has experience in different disciplines such as international economics, project management, marketing and technology. She currently serves as a board of directors on the United Nations Association in Canada and also um, the Canadian Black Chambers of Commerce. And she's also um, currently the youth ambassador for the Barack Obama's Canada 2020 conference. And she'll be my guest for today. So I'll be talking to her, um, getting more in insight um, about what she does. And please stay tuned, hang on tight because she's about to drop the gems. Thank you so much, Christine DeConge, for joining me today on Gems for Success. I'm truly honored that you accepted my invitation to be part of this podcast, and I'm sure my listeners will definitely gain some gems from you today. And um, so for all the listeners that are listening today or listening to this podcast that do not know who you are, who is Christine DeConge? Yeah, so hi everyone. Hello, uh, fellow listeners of uh, Gems for Success. Uh, so my name is Christine Dikongye and I'm originally uh, from Cameroon. So do you have Yay. a listener from Cameroon? Yes, I do. <laughs> Perfect. I do. <laughs> okay, represent, represent. Okay, okay. okay. Um, so my name is Christine Dikongye and I was born in Cameroon uh, where I live for about eight years after that i moved to um, kenya then france then madagascar and mozambique uh, throughout my high school time i was really uh, passionate about uh, drama theater so i used to play and produce my own show um, at the age of 15 and we'll go with the team throughout Madagascar and kind of showcasing it. I guess that's kind of how I start having uh, this deep connection with the human emotion and really getting to know more about emotional intelligence because from a very young age, I was already performing and I was already doing, um, you know, trying to do different life of, you know, different people and whatnot. Uh, then in moving in Toronto, I moved in Toronto for educational purposes. I was pursuing my university degrees um, and I moved here about 10 years ago. And initially when I started, I, after the first month, you know, uh, from going from a country was, you know, Madagascar and Mozambique, I mean, and moving to uh, Toronto, I really felt homesick. 
you know, from Africa, the motherland. And I joined the African, the Glendon African Network, uh, which was the first uh, African student, student organization at York University. Then I quickly became the president and I created, um, I founded my first non for club. It was the Glendon Francophone Union with my uh, friends. Uh, then after that, uh, you know, that's how I start joining student groups, uh, whatnot. And I became part of the um, Prime Minister Harper campaign on uh, fostering and growing uh, women, young women leaders. Um, the purpose of this program was to um, create the next generation of women, you know, having board position, uh, being at the decision-making tables, uh, running for offices and all those different things. And I think that was a very great experience that has definitely shaped um, my, you know, my, my, my future and whatnot. Uh, then uh, currently right now, after graduating, I start working uh, in corporate Canada. Uh, and right now I will define myself as a consultant. So I consult in uh, really taking your ideas to reality, bring your ideas to life. So I consult, I'm a project management consultant, but I'm also a digital marketing and personal uh, image consultant, really looking into uh, the intersection of uh, public relation, marketing, brand, reputation, and getting getting your words out there and getting your your company known and whatnot so that's kind of mean in a nutshell okay um community okay. wise <laughs> that that was a long introduction <laughs> oh no no you know what it's okay i mean for our listeners that do not know you this is a really great background <sighs> about you and um and you know and and it also kind of um you also talk about your story as well and the journey that you've also um you've also taken so that's great you, if you want to continue you could continue and talk more so they of course get in-depth um yeah. knowledge as well as to who you are and stuff so it's not long so you can continue okay. <laughs> perfect so um then you know after starting working at you know at the, i was i started working at an investment company I graduated with a Bachelor of Economics, so I was on the phone, and, you know, the one thing I was like, you know, my dad did not send me, my parents did not send me all the way to Canada to pursue my education and to just end up on the phone. Not like the phone is, a, the, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a bad job or whatnot, but, you know, when you're bilingual, you want to believe that uh, your place in the society is a little bit um, above than just a phone job, you know, you want to be valued, you want to be valued as your tattoo. For me, uh, when I started on the phone, I was like, well, the phone is giving me the money, but I need to give the, 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 the soul, like I need to give something to my soul, I need to give something to my heart. Uh, and one day I just went online and I googled uh, United Nations and I found out the United Nations Association in Canada. I was like, okay, uh, let me go check it out. And I believe it was in 2015. Yeah, 2015 that I started. Uh, and then, you know, I started there as a simple volunteer, um, just there in a, in a human rights committee. And then I moved up to a board, board director. And now I am a, I'm a board director, but I'm also leading the youth and education committee. Oh, wow. 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 That's a lot of, a lot of good stuff on your sheet right now. I mean, 
I don't know how you're able to play all these major roles in all these major organizations. So question, I guess I'm going to, I'm going to ask you, what was the actual point in like in your life that made you really realize that you need to, um, you know, you need to maybe make a change and you need to advocate for youth, I should say, you know, what was that moment? Like, do you remember the moment that you came up with that, with the realization that you need to advocate for youth, women of color, you know, um, for diversity inclusion? When was that, when did that moment happen for you? Yeah, that's people, you know, (laughs) but I always have this thing where I remember last week I was with my, my friends and they were saying, you know, she was, she was, she's from the, you know, she's a French girl. She's a white girl, French girl. And she was kind of showcasing me, Christine, my advocate friend. I'm like, I'm my activist friend. I'm like, since when did I become an advocate and activist and all that? And I think the reason why she said that, and also the reason why you say this is because, um, I didn't really start advocating for anybody. I just started really advocating for myself, right? Mm-hmm. So I think when you start advocating for the thing that you think you deserve, then automatically you have all those people that look like you, that, you know, assimilate with you, that's just now going to follow your lead. And, you know, just now there's a movement that's kind of being created because people believe in the same thing that you believe. But when you realize those things that you guys believe in, it's actually things that should be implemented. There's things that they should be out there. Right. And now you became an advocacy group because there's some people out there that do not believe, you know, the equality that you're, that you're sharing. Uh, And I think, to, from your question, I think my question I want to say is, when did I start realizing <laughs> that I was an advocate, right? Because at first, I was really just doing it, you know, because I was like, yeah, this is the right thing to, to do, right? <laughs> we should do this. Like, I should be part of this thing, you know? And and I started realizing that it wasn't just me. It's a lot of people behind me, right? So mm. I think it really started with myself, you know, because I don't... I don't think I'm doing it for people, you know, I'm doing it first for me, right? I have to be honest. I'm doing it first for me. And if I'm doing, and and the thing is when you're doing something for you and then it ends up coming with multiple opportunities, then you open up the opportunities for the rest of the people. I really, I really like the fact that you said that it started with you because many times um, people start initiatives, people start, um, you know, advocating for certain things because, of course, they see what's going on. They feel like they need to do it. But when it really starts with you, I feel like there's more passion. I feel like there is more, there's more um, positive vibes that actually go into the works and also all the, all, all the things that you need to do to make sure that the vision actually comes to light. But when it starts with you, I feel like there is more, you can actually, there's a story, there's a real story behind it. Exactly actually relate to your story and exactly do whatever you are trying to do that's mm-hmm. what able to buy into the vision so i really like the fact that it's actually whatever you're doing right now really started with you mm-hmm. and um this was an ice actually icebreaker question i wanted to <laughs> ask you earlier but you know you know i really love your story so i wanted to hear and you know i let you go so you know what i'm gonna ask ask the icebreaker question right (laughs) here um just just you know just to kind of keep the conversation also going as well are you a sunrise daylight a twilight or nighttime 
Now, now you. <laughs> I'm like, is this? I I don't know. I actually don't know. At first, I thought, you know, I would say, you know what? I'm just gonna keep my answer. I think I'm a bit of everything, you know. Mm-hmm. Okay. Depend on the day. I can be a sunrise. Depend on the day, right? I can be a sunrise. Depend on the day. If I have a very important things to do. Or I, I need to get my head together, my thoughts together, then I will wake up early. But it's not, it's not even about be, being awake, right? It's just being like the type of person that you are, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I think I'm more like a daylight person, you know, after sunrise, after be doing all my things that I have to do, like people can start really engaging with me during the daytime, you know? Okay, okay, <laughs> That's okay. I think it's related with the sun. I have a feeling that during the time, during the daytime, you get to meet people, you get to talk to people, you get to back, you can call people on the phone if something is, you know, if there's something going on with you. Like there's a, I feel like during the daytime, there's more liberty of doing something. And as the night comes, uh, you know, everybody kind of go back to their own life, you know, wife, husband, kids, uh, family lives, uh, and all that personal life, but during the daytime, that's the day where, you know, I, I'm, I will be out there. Right. Um, exactly. You know, out there, you know what I mean? Like being out there and just doing my nine to five and then after that, bye. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Understandable. Thank you. Thank you for breaking it down. I like the fact that you're a, a daylight, but you're also a little bit of every single like yeah. you know, night and all that. Yeah. You like that. You have a combination. <laughs> all right. Exactly. So, I know that you um, you were selected as a UN top 100 most influential people of African descent. When you heard that you've been selected, can you describe the feeling, how you felt? Yeah, so, um, so basically, um, just give like a little bit of, you know, um, background and context, the international decade of people of African descent. So that's a decade that... Um, that has been recognized and that's actually organized by the Office of High Commissioner for Human Rights. Um, so that's at the United Nations. So that uh, thing, it was from 2015 to 2024, where the United Nations are declaring that this is an international decade of African descent, and they have this whole um, missions and background around uh, the initiative and what they they think should be accomplished with that within that decade within that decade. So, um, Camille, uh, who is the CEO of My Path, which is the most influential people of African descent, thought about creating this platform that will be recognizing 100 people of African descent based on that UN uh, recognition, uh, and the recognition week is uh, happened at the UN headquarters. Um, so I don't know when I received that, I was very shocked, you know, I was, uh, very shocked and very happy as well and surprised. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, for me, I've been in Canada for 10 years and I've been low key advocating without really calling myself an advocate or activist or why not? Cause I am not, right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I was very surprised that, you know, someone nominated me out there and, you know, I went down in New York, uh, I think for the first time after how many years, the last time I was there was with my parents. And I was happy that the second time I'm going back then is because of a big initiative yeah, yeah. Uh, and the big objective. So I was very humble and grateful about that. And 
you know, it's a great recognition and that's kind of leads me to like, you know, what's next for me and where do I, where I see that I want to focus my, uh, my energy on for the next decade, because, you know, before it was just like, Oh, like, you know, very, no, I won't say accidental, but it was more like just me becoming myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now I do believe that, you know, with all the different accomplishments and different recognition that I had behind me, I can now create a bigger vision, mm-hmm. you know, for myself and for other people. Ah, I like that. You know what? Many times I, you, you, you were shocked when you found out you were being selected. You were shocked when you found out that, you know, um, I mean, you were picked as hundred, um, top hundred people. Right. Mm. But many times we, like when you're doing something, especially like I, you didn't even know I was watching you. You didn't even know you're inspired. Yeah. message you so many times when you're doing a lot of things and you're doing and you're actually doing with your awe and your passion about it you really don't know who you're inspiring so you have to continue to do that and I really like I'm glad that even after your your recognition you're still continuing to do what you're doing and your vision is getting bigger as you go because there's always someone you watch someone watching you there's always someone watching you even if they don't say anything to you silently there's a lot of people watching and there's a lot of people that you're inspiring so thank you for that oh thank you for saying this (laughs) (laughs) yes i mean i you know i i i social media has opened up so much doors i mean Mm. there's the bad and the good but Mm -hmm. i mean if you look at social media right now it has made the world much smaller people are getting to know each other much better so you actually also get to see the work that people are also doing right and mm-hmm. and and when when you put yourself out there and people are seeing what you're doing some people may not say congratulations to you but at the end of the day whatever story you're sharing whatever pictures you're sharing they're living through that and you're inspiring them so mm-hmm. there's a lot of things that people um you're doing that you may not even notice that people are watching you but they actually mm. truly are watching you and and you are inspiring so many people that you don't even you don't even know so oh, so um, um, you being part of like you 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 play a major role in like you know top tier organizations such as like United Nations and Can- um, Association in Canada, as well as like um, Canadian Black Chambers. Like, how do you juggle all that? Like, and then you're you're also like um, a tech a technology consultant. You you you're a D DNI you know um, advocate. Like, how are you able to juggle all that? Like, you know, how how do you do it? Yeah. Yeah, that's the, that's the question that, you know, that's my question for 2020. I'm going with that question. But uh, honestly, I, from a very young age, I was very passionate about a lot of different things, you know. Um, and when social media came out, like I was telling my mom recently, like before the big explosion of social media, I've had five blogs myself. I'm not kidding. I can find them all. I don't even want to share them, but I have five <laughs> blogs before 2010. Like before, we're talking about two, before 2010. Wow. Okay? Yeah. So I was always like jogging in different like avenues. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when I finished university, I decided on, uh, I decided on taking project man- a project management certificate, not to work in project management like I'm doing right now, but the first initiative, because I, the reason why I wanted to do that, because I, myself, I felt like I was a project. And I think that, uh, as a human being, you need to see yourself as a project. You need to see yourself as, mm-hmm. yes, we all have an expiration date. And so is our project should also have an expiration date on, the, on it, right? Uh, it should also have a, a life cycle of what this project is going to be about. So then 
you're not only focusing on one thing at the same time and you're able to grow somewhere else and because there's good and bad days everywhere right so kind of balancing that and for me um the balance around all the different thing I'm doing is that I need them for different aspects in my life, whether it's corporate, whether it's community building, mm -hmm. right? Or whether it's just by pure um, fascination and just, I'm just passionate about something. So after doing that project management certificate, I felt like, okay, so if things are really around project, as long as we all understand what we need to do and I know what I'm bringing to the table and you know what I'm bringing to the table, then we're good, right? Mm -hmm. So that's kind of how I'm taking that project aspect around all the different things I do because I make sure whenever I get in a room to state the different um, the different um, values that I'm bringing on the table and where I feel like uh, my expertise uh, will be, uh, you know, will be a, a, a big factor, a bonus, you know, with different projects. That's kind of my thing. Okay. Uh, and also there's some table that, you know, I got invited into, I got into the tables and the thing on the table were not looking good, you know, and I wasn't really interested in affiliating myself with it. And, it's okay good to close those tables, right? And to, you know, yeah. move around and continue evolving where yeah. you're going. But to go back to your question around um, how do I maintain all of that? And I think I would say that for me, um, it was important for me to be at the intersection of who I am, okay. right? A black woman. So from 2015, as I mentioned to you earlier, um, in high school, university, I was, you know, managing the, you know, president of the African club, vice president of the student board. Uh, and then when I started working, then I became again myself. And in my working environment, I realized that my intersection is a, it's a barrier for either people to approach me or to give me opportunities, right? So after joining the United Nations Association of Canada, I felt like there was something that I needed to do for my people. So that's kind of why I joined really, that's the first reason why I kind of joined back. And I, that's why I joined back the, I joined the Canadian Black Chamber of Commerce. And that was after, uh, what, five years okay. from the last time I was in a black community, marginalized, you know, for marginalized community group. Okay. Um, and for me, I just felt like I needed to give back mm -hmm. and get, and then, you know, it, 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 it it has been that gift that keeps on giving, you know, yeah, yeah. and just, you know, I'm going it around. And when I add the francophone on top of it, it's just like, wow, this is my best word ever. Right. Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah. Wow. wow. You know what? One thing you mentioned is that you yourself, you're a project. Oh my God. That really touched me so much because, oh, you know, many times, like, you know, we think that things would just go on forever and we have to realize that, we are a project on its own and we're constantly working on things on our own, working on things to fix ourselves, working on things to, you know, do better. So, and you have to eventually, there's certain things that you need to expire to start on something new. I really like that. Oh my God, that was definitely a gem for somebody. And including... <laughs> <laughs> That's a gem! <laughs> 
there's many times like you know i'm working on i mean we are working basically we are working progress and we're a project and work in progress there are certain attributes or there's certain things that you may need to kind of look back and eliminate and then be able to add new things to it and if we're not doing that we're just going to be like a huge ball that will not be evolving going nowhere so i oh my god that was that really hit me thank you for that so and, and you know what 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 i think what you said goes all the way back to your passion, right? Mm-hmm. Being passionate about the things that you're doing and that's what you keep, you know, and when you're passionate about something, you will find time for those things that you love. You find times for the things that, you know, that makes you who you are and makes you feel like, wow, you're actually doing something. So I think that that, that goes back to the passion that you have about, mm-hmm. about yourself and also about, you know, just advocating for your people. So mm-hmm. thank you. Thank you. Christine. Yeah, you're welcome. So, um, you know, you are like, we're talking about what you are. You're an advocate for diverse inclusion slash like belonging as well, like youth empowerment. And like, there are many youth, right. And also like people of color, especially like women of color who feel like they're not represented in many sectors, especially even in the tech space. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, can you tell me how you are like, you're bridging the DNI, which is of um, diversity inclusion and also like youth empowerment together and like you know bringing that representation to the workplace yeah that's <laughs> that's an interesting question and i'm not going to lie about the fact that um it's very hard for black women um it's very hard for black women to be to belong you know, in corporate Canada, because corporate Canada is not designed, we just have to be honest, it's not designed for people, especially African people from our culture. Why am I saying African? Because, you know, we do have to recognize that um, Black Canadians have been here, you know, and maybe some of them have been here forever, you know what I mean? Uh, But for us as African, our culture is very lively, right? We're very (laughs) <laughs> yeah, we're very a bit, we're very lively. And sometimes cultural clash are created in spaces and people forget that workplace, it's another place, right? And I think for me, the cultural clash will come there, especially from a space where you're, sh- you, you're willing and trying to share your culture and the people are not receptive, right? Mm. Uh, so I think from then when you know who you are and what you bring to the table which is your culture your story your history your skill your people um your understanding of your culture and when you bring this to the table and and even sometime when you're trying to draw on all those knowledge that you have of yourself and your on your people you know to propose you know proposal and things like that i think the question is and that's what any woman has to, you know, ask themselves is, are, they, are those people for me? Are they, are they here because, you know, they believe in me, they believe in what I'm bringing to the table? Mm-hmm. Or am I just a number and then just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, nice. Thank you for your idea. And they're not even implementing that, right? And I think that's the problem. That's a problem that us Black women, we face sometimes. We feel undervalued. Sometimes when you're in a workplace environment and you're trying to bring your your ideas, right? And, and your ideas is who you are, you know, it's yourself. You're trying to bring your ideas and they're not being accepted. And 
in doing so, sometimes I think it can create a, a mental stage, right? Where you feel like you don't belong. You feel like your ideas are not valuable. And you really hurt on your, on your self-worth and what you're actually worth. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Um, and for me, the way I'm able to kind of address those barriers and, and I had to learn it from the hard way. And then this is something that I'm, I'm doing going forward, right? So if I get into spaces, it's important for me that people are receptive of my ideas and they're receptive of who I am as a person. Mm-hmm. Anywhere, it doesn't matter. It, 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 it doesn't matter. It, it can be in a workplace. It can be in any environment, right? Mm-hmm. I need to be respected. I, I need my voice to be heard and be respected when I'm on those tables. Okay. Whether it's a black table, whether it's a multicultural table, I don't even care of the table. To be honest with you, I what I care about is people respecting what I bring to the table as much as I respect what other people are bringing to the table. Mm-hmm. And then we bridge the gap between our ideas and we. When we create it and we make it like a common idea and a common goal and we're moving toward that direction. Okay. Okay. Wow. Okay. So, I mean, I really like I, bringing, bringing your ideas to the table, making sure that your ideas are, are valuable or are making sure the idea are taking into account when decisions are being made is important. Mm-hmm. Um, however, I, there's one thing that I guess, really i I, i've been noticing a lot like a lot of like just so many dni you know there's so many dni's like like positions and it's like this huge phenomenon right now with so many companies talking about diversity and inclusion and all that but like i feel i just feel like there's not much there's nothing there's nothing that's happened i feel like it's just a big buzz that is just you know that's going on that people are just companies are just saying it so they can they can feel like they're doing something exactly because until they are able to do what i just said right to be able to take a diverse opinion into account Mm -hmm. for a major project and be able to acknowledge that talent and say that this is the person who did this idea. This is a person who brought this idea to the table until they're able to do so. Then we won't be in a, in an integrated word. And I, and and also they don't, you know, we talk about diversity and inclusion, but we don't talk about integration. How are you integrating me? You know, and people, diversity, inclusion, don't include me. I don't want you to, I don't want to be included. Like, no, I don't want to be included. (laughs) I include myself in the society by being here but what i need from you is integrate me in the system Mm -hmm. that are built and that you know they're built you know Mm -hmm. to make people you know better you know being the succession you know there's even they even have like success plan how many black people are on those lists of success plan or whatnot you know what i mean Uh. they have all those different things that black talent i've never heard about you know Mm -hmm. so for me unless and that's why I always say, you know, people talk about diversity inclusion. Unless you're able to track, you're able to tell me how many ideas mm. was brought into the table, or how many ideas was then that's for me. Nobody's doing anything; they're just doing propaganda, like you said. Sponsors sponsored here, sponsored there. Yes, we are the people that are sponsoring black people. But what exactly are you doing inside your company? Yeah. What sure that they have a place they have a seat at the table and the voice of valuable and i think this is the issue that um our community is facing because 
yes, we're out there, but do we, we, and we're not giving the, not necessarily the credit, because I don't even looking at the credit, but the value. And that value, you can see that on people's eyes, right? So people talk about bias. No, no, no. This, uh, I, I don't, sorry, but this whole idea of talking about bias, <laughs> we're in 2019, like, you know what you're doing. Why are you saying uh. bias, not bias? You know what you're doing. Like, the, and, you know what I mean? like I'm just like. <laughs> you know what? You're making some really good point. You know, because I really, there's so many, there's, there's the buzz around DNI and all that. And like, you know, but I, I and, 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 and belonging and stuff like that. And I really like the fact that you talk about integration because these companies are these, I mean, people are talking about diversity and inclusion and they have this whole platform about it and even hiring, you know, people that look like us to be head of diversity and inclusion. But what are mm-hmm. they doing to track the, 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 the diversity and inclusion, you know, merit? You know, what are they doing to track it? Because, I mean, even when you go for interviews, people go for interviews, who are the people that are actually interviewing some of the, some of the, some of the um, people of color? You know, who are the people that are interviewing them? Like, are they full of like, you know, are they, I, I just, you know, are they, are they just, just strictly just Caucasians or just men or just, you know, or just men on the platform? We, there needs to be some type of, you know, track even in terms of interviews, in terms of, um, you know, um, values are bringing, that values that people are bringing to the table, you know, are women included, are people of color included, you know, all that I think needs to be tracked. And I don't think that they're doing a lot of good job out there actually tracking these like merits like you know because how Mm -hmm. do we know they're actually happening how do we know they're actually integrating some of these um information or some of these things that values that um that a woman of color or some uh, a person of color actually brings to the table so um so yeah you you really you really went in depth and i really like the fact that you were so passionate you know <laughs> that's how i know you're passionate about because you went like you 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 went into it as to as to why you think that in this needs to be like things that needs to be done but thank you for that so um so i mean being being in this space where you know you're advocating you're also a consultant and you're part of you know all these great organizations and you're part you you know also advocate for youth empowerment and all that what i am sure you face some challenges and i'm sure you've you've had some roadblocks on this journey what are some of the like have you faced any have you faced any roadblocks or have you been through any challenges um, through this journey? And if you have, like, how were you able to overcome it? Yeah, great question, Priscilla. Yeah, Priscilla, yeah. <laughs> um, I think, <laughs> that's an interesting question. I think the challenges, you know, I, I have two main challenges, the people and myself. I will okay. tell you more. The People, because as I said, you know, you go into those spaces, you're invited into the decision-making tables, you, but you know, sometimes the people that are in front of you, you know, they're trying to, they will be, they, they will try to break you down, right? Because to your point, some people, you know, they will see what you're about, they see your light, but they want to dim that light, right? So sometimes, you know, for me, throughout my journey will be there for, you know, you know that I'm trying to be, to do good things, but you're trying to 
under, uh, undervalue me, you're trying to undermine my contribution, or you're just trying to dim my light and not giving me what I should receive at the table, right? Mm. Um, and the second one, it's me, because when you're, when you're facing a, in a complicated um, challenge like the, like, like the one that I just mentioned, sometimes it's very hard to, it's very easy to kind of, you're also your own barrier, right? Because you can decide to, okay, am I going to listen to those people and what they have to say about me? Or I'm going to jump the fence and continue and move on, mm-hmm. right? So at some point I was that barrier in between my success because, you know, I was letting myself, you know, down by what people had to say about me. You know what I mean? Like, and I was just really antagonized and, you know, taking this all inside me and not letting it out and just really being that crawl in my shoulder and believing what those people are saying about me. And then one day I decided that, no, you know what? I'm not going to be that person, right? I'm actually going to be, and that's going to have been me for the past, you know, as long as people know me, like I've been that stubborn uh, kid that really, really uh, about what she thinks she's about, right? <laughs> so for me, that was me, right? And sometimes when you just, when just, you, when you just know who you are, right? And I gotta say, you know, I think I'm the, I'm the, sh- you know what I mean? Like for real, like I think I'm a big deal, and everybody yeah. should think that they are the big deal, you know? Because if you don't believe that you're the big deal, you'll never become a big deal, mm. right? So for me, I had to be the barrier. I had to take that. I had to honest my courage and be proud of who I was. And I think from a very young age, you know, because I was, you know, moving around with my parents, I had to, I start developing this confidence in me. And I didn't know it was confidence until this year. When, you know, wow. everybody's talking about confidence, everybody's talking about self-empowerment, you know, everybody's talking about, and I'm going to places and like, yeah, but I've been like that, you know, not to, and I'm not trying to say that, you know, I've not had my own challenges, you know what I'm trying to say, hmm. but you are your own challenge. You are your own challenge. Like, uh-huh. like I don't consider not, I don't consider anything as a challenge except myself, because okay. when you start considering yourself as a challenge, you start understanding that it takes you to get where you want to be. Uh, wow. Right. So for me, um, I look at myself as a challenge every day, like Christine, like, are you going to get up and do that thing or just stay here and watch the crown or something? <laughs> so yes, I do see myself as my biggest challenge. And, and also when you look at yourself as your biggest challenge, you also start realizing it's not a competition. You're not competing against nobody. You're competing against yourself, against your track record, against where you want to see see where you see your life you know and I think when you start realizing this like my friend I think even in saying this again I'm just like wow there's so much thing you can do mm-hmm. when you realize you're your own challenge mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. wow yeah I really you know what I we actually people don't look at that I don't even look at that as I'm my own challenge but actually really really is very true because many times we are our own worst enemy like we will be like mm-hmm. talking down on ourselves like oh my god i cannot do this you 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 have that fear within your heart you have that 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 feeling like you do not belong at that table 
but you just need to kind of figure yourself out and at least know that nobody else validate you except for yourself and if you do not get up to do what you need to do then you're going to be your own roadblock so i really really um, I agree with you and I, and I do echo what you're saying that you are your own challenge. Mm-hmm. So um, what would be one of the, like what one advice you, you would give to someone that is, um, that has the desire to follow similar path as you? Start now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Start now start today, you know, uh, start just, by some by a small thing you know it can you know it starts by a small a small act and that act kind of grew right starts now you never know you never know what you know what are the opportunity that may come your way like that one advice that will tell people start now and don't hesitate it's true that don't look at competition but it's also important to be able to um to project and it is okay to project on people's lives. Don't compare, but project yourself. And, and why I'm saying projecting, because in, the pro, in doing the projection, you now will be able to draw strategic alliance, strategic lines, strategic mm-hmm. visions, and understand that, okay, X did this because of this and this and this. And now start aligning this back to who you are and what you're trying to achieve. Mm-hmm. And what are the other, you know, partners uh, community partner that you can engage with right to be able to accomplish what you want to do so yes uh, be your own challenge don't compare yourself with other people but it's important to project yourself not necessarily project your desire but project how you want to become based on someone's success and um, yeah start now and have mentors you know whether the mentors are people that you talk all the time, it's so funny. People always think they have mentors. I actually don't have mentors. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> I do well, not. Yeah, I'm sure, but I'm sure you do. You know what? I have mentees. I have mentees. You I have mentees? mentees. Okay. But my, I am sure. Is my mom. <laughs> that is your mentor because yeah. you know what? I feel like, you know, thanks for, thanks for bringing this up because this is a conversation that I actually talk about all the time. I'm a big advocate for mentorship. But I, if I feel like even if you do not have a mentor, you do have somebody that you look up to. Yes, exactly. That is a, that's a form of mentorship as well. Yeah. I call them my mental, I call them my, my, my mental mentors. Yeah. There's somebody that, as long as you have somebody that you're looking up to, that's, that's someone that's actually giving you hope, right? Somebody that's actually like giving you, um, giving you inspiration through their work. So that I think it's also a mentor. So um, Christine, what, like, you know, what's next for you, like in the next year, what, what is, what is next for you? I want to hear what, you know, what, what, what's next for you. (laughs) (laughs) So when is this video is going to be, when is this, when is this podcast will be live? Um, this podcast will be live this week. (laughs) This week. week. Okay. So let's do something fun. Okay. Sure. So, this is what I'm, I'm, I'm giving out to your uh, listeners, okay? Mm-hmm. I'm giving out five. I'm looking out for five young leaders uh, under 30. Mm. And I want them, once we post this podcast live, and if, you, and if you've come this far to listen about, listen, and you've listened about us, you listen about, you know, how to become a leader, how to make your, you know, dreams come true and all that, then comment <laughs> and follow 
<laughs> gem for success, right? It's gem for success, right? Yes, it is. Yes. And at Christine at, at Christine DKG, uh, and we will be selecting five lucky winners. Uh, but you have to demonstrate leadership, how you've been demonstrating leadership, whether it's to your church, whether it's, you know, with your family, you know what I mean? Like somehow some way and you will be lucky to join us to barack obama on january 23rd 2020 so yeah that is awesome that's awesome so yeah if you if you actually tune in and you're under 30 you tune into this conversation from yes. beginning to end and you should get this gem okay yes, exactly this is a gem for you this is not gem for, for you, you <laughs> to, to, to be part of the conversation with barack obama happening exactly. january 23rd so yes. um do shoot um uh myself an email or or um or follow follow christine on instagram let her know and then you'll be part of the five lucky winners that yes. would her on on um with the whole event with barack obama so yes. thank you so much um christine for offering this on the podcast so i would definitely be ending this 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 session here it's been an awesome conversation with you and so so much insight so many gems that you dropped that and i'm sure that our listeners will definitely be um will be will be getting some will be gaining some 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 gems from you as well so yeah. um, if somebody wants to somebody wants to connect with you or reach out to you um, how would they do that? So my handle is Christine ZKG in all my social media. And I'm fairly like, just shoot me an email, a message, and I will get back to you. Okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so, very simple. You know, I like the fact that you have just your, just one name for all the social media handles. Cause there's sometimes like, Oh, I have this, this, that. Where yeah. I, you know, I have yeah. so much project. I was like social media. Let's keep it simple. Christine. Simple, 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 simple. <laughs> That's the way to go. So yeah. thank you so much, Christine, for, 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 for joining me on, on Gen Sex today. And, um, and I really, really hope that, you know, you continue to, 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 fulfill your vision and your vision would get bigger and bigger and of course inspire so many youth and also women across the world so thank you thank you for tuning into gems for success we hope you enjoy this episode your feedback is very very important to us please feel free to email us or leave a voice note on our anchor platform and we hope you got the gems.